Amen. Again, if you have questions for us, please come see us between the services. We're glad to try to answer those for you. Take your Bible this morning. If you have one, please, I'd like for you to turn to the Gospel of John, number 3. Find our text beginning. We'll begin reading verse number 12 this morning. John chapter number 3, verse number 12. The Bible says this, If I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Let's have a short word of prayer, and then we'll get into the lesson for this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege, the opportunity to be here in your house with your people in this place. Lord, and to share the Word of God. And Lord, thank you uh, for all that you've done for us. Thank you for Jesus Christ, your Son and our Savior. He came to this earth and gave his life and blood at Calvary to pay for our sin, was buried yet rose again that we could have eternal life through him. Lord, and I do pray if there's anyone here that's lost, that does not know Christ as their Savior, pray the day would, that today would be the day that they would come to Christ and call on him for forgiveness and salvation and be saved, and we'll thank you for it. Lord, for those of us that are saved, I pray you would encourage and challenge our hearts for the need of lost people around us. We thank you for this. Please bless this Sunday school lesson for your glory and the services of the day. And we ask it all in Christ's name. Amen. I'd like to speak to you this morning uh, out of this text on the hearts of missions. The hearts of missions. Uh, I'm sure you've heard more than one preacher say this, that missions is the heartbeat of God, or it is at the heart of God. And I have no doubt that that is absolutely true. I don't think you can read through the pages of Scripture, read through the Gospels and the life of Christ, and not see that Jesus had a heart for people. Amen? As you look at John chapter number 3, we came into the middle of the story, but at the beginning of the chapter, Jesus is meeting with a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus. And he doesn't begin speaking to him about all his credentials and all the things that are going on politically in the world. He gets right to the heart of Nicodemus' spiritual need. Right? Nicodemus comes to Jesus and said, Master or Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher. Come from God, for no man can do the miracles that thou doest except God be with him. He said, Look, I can see the hand, the power of God is on you. Now, he's not fully comprehending who Jesus is yet. But Jesus is about to tell him. Amen. But he can see God's at work in the things that are happening. He said, man, 
uh, only God can take a blind man and make him see. Amen. Only God can take a cripple and make him walk in an instant. Only God can raise the dead. Only God can do these things. And so Jesus uh, is, is speaking to Nicodemus, but he's wanting to look past the surface. And Nicodemus is seeing what's on the surface. And Jesus said, I want to speak to you about your heart, Nicodemus. My heart is that you would be saved. He said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He's saying Nicodemus is more about, it's about more than just the miracles. Amen? And I'm sure that Jesus delighted in healing people physically. I have no doubt about that. But more than healing people physically, Jesus wanted people to be saved. Amen? And that's still God's heart today. That's still the heart of Jesus Christ today. Many years ago, I heard a preacher, one of my teachers in college, actually made this statement. He said, we should live in the light of eternity. The light of eternity. I don't even remember exactly who said it, just to be honest. But I remember writing that down in my notebook and God just taking that statement in class one day and just burning it down in my heart and my mind and thinking, man, that is absolutely true. If we live this life only for this life, we've missed it. Amen. Can I run that by you again? Thank you. Amen. If we live our life only for this life, we've missed it. We've missed what God has for us. There is so much more for the life of the Christian than just what's happening right now today. It's eternity. And the fact of the matter is this, eternity is not a mystical thing, it's a reality. Amen? And that people, when they die, they go somewhere. Amen? My soul will live on. When a person dies without Christ, the Bible says that their soul is cast into hell because they've rejected the Lord Jesus Christ and His salvation. Oh, but for the, the child of God that has accepted the sacrifice, the blood atonement of Jesus Christ, they've accepted that salvation that Jesus provided for them. And by the way, it's a whosoever will salvation. Amen. I'm thankful for that. God's not saying I'll take you and I won't take you. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. Um, it's a whosoever will. I'm thankful for that. But for everyone that's saved as a child of God, the Bible tells us in the book of 2 Corinthians to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. So eternity is a reality. There is a heaven to be gained. There is a hell to be shunned. And all those things are real and they're true. Jesus testified of them. And so his heart, he knew it better than you and I can really grasp it. His heart is that people don't go to hell, but that they go to heaven. Jesus came to this earth for one primary purpose, and it wasn't to perform miracles. Amen. It wasn't to produce political change. The disciples thought Jesus has come. He's the son of God. He's going to establish the kingdom of God in this world. And that means liberation for the Israelites from Roman oppression. And Jesus said, it's not happening right now. But one day it will happen. I'll establish an earthly kingdom. The millennial reign will happen one of these days. 
But Jesus said, not now, I've come now to provide redemption, salvation. And it took the disciples a while to figure it out, but they got it. But the truth is, we need to consider the heart of Jesus Christ in the heart of missions. If his heart was to reach Nicodemus, his heart was to reach unsaved people, then our heart ought to be that. Amen. Our example is Jesus Christ. Amen. For the Christian, the child of God, the example of how we should live is found in the pages of this book and how Jesus lived. Amen. And what Jesus has for us to do. And if I'm going to be what God wants me to be, then I need to have a heart after the heart of Jesus Christ. And the heart of Jesus was the spiritual need of people. In Matthew chapter 9, if you want to turn back over there quickly, I want to just read a verse of scripture, a couple of verses there. Matthew chapter 9, the very end of the chapter, very familiar passage of scripture. Matthew chapter number 9 and verse number 35, Jesus said, or the Bible says this about Jesus. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Uh, by the way, if people wonder what Jesus was talking about or teaching, uh, the Bible makes it plain here. He was teaching the scripture and preaching the gospel. Amen. And he's preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, this verse always challenges me. I, I, I cannot read it without being touched in my heart. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And we see a glimpse from the scripture into the heart of God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ in this text. That he looked on the multitude of people. He's preaching the gospel. He's teaching them the things of, of God and the truth of God. And the scripture and he's healing people. But then he takes a step back and he looks at the multitude. And the Bible said he's moved with compassion on them. Because they fainted, were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Can I just give you my heart this morning? That's what should happen for us as we walk about our day out in the community. We ought not look at the ugliness of sin or the results of sin and, and shy away from it. We ought to look at it and be moved with compassion to think people need the Lord. Amen. It's Jesus that can cure those things. Amen. And people are just doing what is the result of sin. And so it's important we understand we have the heart after the heart of Jesus Christ. We consider the heart of God, that God so loved the world. That word so means this, that after this manner, after the manner of God's heart and compassion for people, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. There's never been a better message ever given to mankind than that message. Amen. The love of God on display, walking on this earth through Jesus Christ and in going to the cross of Calvary, dying for sinful man in their place and taking Jesus Christ, taking our sin upon himself, and paying that penalty for us so that we could be saved. There's never been a greater demonstration of love ever given. No greater message ever preached, 
produced, printed, put out anywhere than the message of the love of God for mankind. That's the heart of God. That's the heart of Jesus Christ. Let me give one other thing to you and we'll finish up our Sunday school lesson this morning. As we think about that, I want us to think about this as well. And I believe the Lord would have us to do that. I want us to think about the heart and condition of unsaved people. Years and years ago, our, our church where I was youth pastoring uh, did a, a several week class on being soul winners, being witnesses for Christ in the community. And we went through a booklet that uh, was a lot put together by Brother Tom Sexton out of Florida. And he did a lesson on the condition of unsaved people. And it was sort of like that statement, we should live in light of eternity. God took that and just burned it down in my heart. And I've never forgotten it. And so I want to share with you some things that he put in that book. The condition of unsaved people. I want you to think about where they're at. Amen. Nicodemus was religious. He was devout. But he was unsaved. Amen. And Jesus didn't say, you know, you're very sincere. You're very religious. You'll be all right. I'll give you a pass. You can go on into heaven. No, he looked right at him and said, marvel not. Don't be confused by this. I want you to understand you must be born again. It's not about your religious works or how often you visit the synagogue. Amen. How often you visit the church. Visiting the church is a good thing, but getting here doesn't get you to heaven unless you get to Jesus Christ. Amen. And so he said this, Nicodemus doesn't matter how often you go to the synagogue or how many times in the week you fast or whatever you pray. He said, it's about faith in me as your savior. And so he gives him that. So he's religious, but lost. And I want us to think about that. The Bible gives us some descriptions of unsaved people. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, the Bible says, If our gospel be hidden, it is hid to them that are lost. They're lost. Isn't being lost a, a scary thing? Most of us in this auditorium, probably all of us in this auditorium, are old enough to remember when we didn't have a cell phone that was connected to satellite GPS. Right? And getting lost was a reality. You know, nowadays you get lost, you can just ask Siri which direction to go. She can tell you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So thank the Lord for that. Trust me, if you travel from church to church, sometimes you need Siri to help you get to where you need to be. And so, but I've been lost as a kid. I was lost in a, in a much more real sense. Had no Siri, had no body. Uh, they are really just... Uh, my dad's voice in the back of my head. If you ever get turned around at the state park, find a main trail, stay on it. Sooner or later, you'll get back to where you should be. And so that's what happened for me. Thank the Lord I got found. Amen. I was singing Amazing Grace all the way. I once was lost, but now I'm found with a smile, but now I see. And <laughs> just kidding, I didn't. But the reality, the reality of people all around us is this. They're lost. There's a whole bunch of people today that are in a church somewhere hoping that God is looking over the portals of heaven and seeing the fact that they got up on a Sunday and went to a church service of some sort. And he is adding that to their good works balance and it's going to outweigh their bad works and God will let them into heaven. There are a lot of people that way today. 
And you know what? They're sincerely trying to get to the right place. When I was in third grade, I was sincerely trying to get back to my school group and the main part of the state park, but I was going the wrong direction. And there's a whole lot of people in our world around us today that they're trying to get to heaven. They're trying to do good works. They're trying to give to charity. They're trying to do things in the community. Hoping that it will earn them a place. And it won't. And the reality of that is they're lost. They're going, but they're not going the right direction. Amen. So that's what the Bible says about them. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine unto them. They're blinded to the truth. They need us, children of God, to share the truth of the gospel, the light of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ with them. They're perishing, the Bible says. We read it, John chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 18, they're condemned already. Isn't that sad? That may be one of the saddest statements and verses of the Bible. Uh, they're condemned already. Unless they accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, the judgment has already been passed. Sad. <clears throat> the Bible says this in John 3, 36, they're underneath the wrath of God. They're underneath the wrath of God, right? For the wrath of heaven is revealed, or for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And then this, and finally today, Ephesians chapter 2 says they're without hope in this world. I'm convinced that the reason there are, there are some of the problems in the world that there are today and some of the chaos that's in the world is because the people are without hope. Amen. And we can talk about a lot of different things, suicide rates and depression and all those issues. The reality is this, they, those things are real because people lose hope. And they're without hope because they're without a relationship with God the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. And what they need is not more financial reform or social programs. They need Jesus Christ. That's what changes a person's heart and life. They need Christ. And so the hearts of the missions are this. It's the heart of God. He loved the world. It's the heart of Jesus Christ to reach people where they were. And it's the heart we should have as we see the condition of unsaved people in this world. God help us to see past the surface Pass the temporal to the eternal. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Pastor Shane, I'm going to ask you to come and close the Sunday school hour. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, maybe God's spoken to your heart this morning. Do you have a heart like God's? God's heart, is that a heart of a compassion, heart of love for the lost people? What's our heart towards lost people? What's our concern towards them? And the heart of the lost person is, this is very clearly put. A lot of times they're very sincere, they're very religious, but they're lost. They're blinded, as the Bible says, by the God of this world. 
God's spoken to your heart. The altar's open. Maybe you're here this morning and you'd say, well, I'm not for sure that I'm on the way, my way to heaven. Well, you can know that today. The Bible's very clear. You don't have to be blinded. You don't have to be unsure of that. You can know for sure where you'll spend eternity. The Bible's very clear that we've all sinned. That's the whole reason that Jesus Christ came, because he loved you. He died on the cross of Calvary. He shed his precious blood. He took your place and my place, and then he rose again from the dead. And he did that so that you and I could call upon him as our own personal Savior. It's a personal decision. If you've never done that, today would be a great day to trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your own personal Savior. For those that are saved, that's the message the world needs to hear. That's what we need to let them know about.